What's up, homegirls? Welcome to Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. We are your hosts, Ceci and Nisha. Benevolence is a ministry where we uplift and encourage through topics of conversation that are important in our Christian walk. We are going to get real. We will focus on topics that we're curious about and what many are afraid to talk about. We save the seat just for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get to it. You were listening to episode nine, Lessons from Encanto. Okay, what is up, everybody? Girls, I'm back. (laughs) You are so so back. I think for like the second or third time. I think it's like third or fourth, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's the third one. I think no, mentira. I think it's been more. Yeah, it's it's been more. more. I think it's more. Mm-hmm. But we just want to welcome you, Pamela, to um to Benevolence Podcast again. Yay! Yay! It's an honor for me. <laughs> so oh, today, if you're, if you're tuning into Benevolence Podcast today, we are going to talk about lessons from Encanto, um, the movie. Yes. The movie. And we brought our best friend, BFF sister, Pamela. Bultron Carrion. Let me make that. Let me correct that. Um, We brought her on because Uh it's been a long time since we've had her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of wanted to discuss something that um, we, I mean, we've talked about this movie before. And we're like, oh, this, what a great podcast this would be. (laughs) We've been wanting to do this one for a while. Yeah. So thank you, Pamela, once again, for joining us on another episode. Um, So Encanto, let's get to it. Um, So basically in December, I think November or December Mm -hmm. 2021, Disney released a brand new movie called Encanto. And basically it's a Colombian themed um, family it's the Madrigal family who basically just have various gifts um, and it's the overall strength of the family. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the culturally enriched movie, there are also many examples of family and social dynamics that are depicted in the movie. I'm not going to say too much about the movie because if you haven't seen it, I will highly recommend yes. that you do see it really if you're <laughs> listening. I would say, I would just say watch it because... Mm-hmm. You will learn a lot about yourself. You will learn a lot about your family. Yeah. <laughs> You'll learn a lot about a lot of things. Um, but kind of like to introduce um, our conversation here. At first, I saw it the first time. Yeah. And I didn't see like the messages that were being yeah. displayed. I did not see it at all. I, I saw just, it from the beginning. It's yeah. crazy. I saw it from this, the beginning too. We saw we had this conversation and I told you uh-huh. I, I thought, but I saw it like with Victoria and I was just like, like I just saw it to see it. And yeah. then like you know how everything goes viral on, on social exactly. Media. So everybody was like, oh my God, abuela, <laughs> oh my God, Maribel, or or um Eh, Bruno, Abella, Bruno <laughs> um, Luisa, and I'm like, wait, yeah. <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh, it's deep, like, it's yeah, deep. it's a deep movie, very deep, it really is. so mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about it, we wanted to talk about each character, yes. um, huge spoiler, um, if you have not seen the movie, just press pause, <laughs> Go see it and, and go watch, watch the, the movie. movie. Go watch the movie. I think yeah. everyone saw the movie. I yeah. mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think everyone has to saw that movie. But if you haven't, <laughs> there's always one, right? If you haven't, yeah, press pause, go see it, and then come back, and then you'll be like, "Oh, exactly. I know what they're talking about." <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, what was? I guess the first question is, what was your first initial reaction to the movie after watching it for the first time? So, my first was? reaction. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess for me, it was like the trauma that the abuela went through was like the first thing. Cause that was like literally kind of the first thing that happened in the movie. So yeah. I would, I would, I would say that was like the first reaction. Wow. Like this woman had a lot of trauma yeah. and because of it, so many things happened after yeah. that. So that's definitely the first um, thing I saw and reacted to. Now, did you have a positive experience to or negative? Like, did you not like it? Cause some people didn't like it. Like I know, I know, I know someone who didn't like it. So, who was it? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but go. <laughs> no, um, I had a, I I would say I had a positive um reaction once I saw like the whole story unfold, um, how it ended, etc. Kind of brought them all together, and that's like the good thing about the movie that although they went through all this stuff and they learned a lot through it, it brought them all together at the end. So I would say I had a positive reaction. Okay, nice. What about you, Pam? I did. When I, when I first saw it, I saw all the trauma from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, I really liked the movie because it's like Nisha said at the end, everyone recognized the bad and good decisions they made. And we and the movie um unfolds the truth behind everyone's gift or everyone's right. pain. Mm-hmm. And you know how in the end, everyone is mm-hmm. like, and, you know, yeah, together as a family. Mm-hmm. And what's the sad thing, though, is like in reality, sometimes there's not happy endings for everyone. True. Um, yes. And a lot of people, they're still learning through um, their mm-hmm. trauma or how to like even get out of that. So um, it's like it's like a good story. But I feel like a lot of people, it probably made them feel a little bit uncomfortable yes. with certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the, each character and how we um, identify with, with what they went through, et cetera. So I'm excited for that. Okay. I will say that if you're listening to this, all families are dysfunctional. Yeah. All mm-hmm. families are dysfunctional. There is not one perfect family in the world. And mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, they always think, well, it's only my family or, you know, or I'm the only one going through this or my my parents are the only ones that don't understand, like, or my parents treat me this way or I don't have parents, but my grandparents raised me and this is how it's been. Like, yeah, there's just so many blended families. There's so much family dysfunction. There's not one perfect family, you know, Mm -hmm. in this world. But I feel like the, the, I feel like Disney did, they did their due diligence in portraying um, Mm -hmm. the taboo um, behind, Mm -hmm. you know, Hispanic and Latino families. I was going to tell you that. The psychological, like generational curses and trauma that comes um, from, you know, from, from generational trauma, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something that I'm, it's sad, but that's something that's kind of like norm. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, Hispanic and Latino families don't talk about um, ever at all. So mm-hmm. for Disney to actually like go dive in and kind of like show yeah. that 
like bravo to them you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah kind of like yeah alerted everyone on <laughs> on the on the bad stuff you know yeah. what I mean exactly but also saw but also showed you know like you said Nisha that there aren't any happy endings for a majority of families but they at mm-hmm. least were able to portray that you know despite the differences despite the generational curses or trauma or trauma the family was able to come back together yeah and realize you know all of that so yeah as far as trauma what was the main trauma in the in the movie so the main trauma was abuela so mm-hmm. the main character let's let's start with abuela yeah so she is she's the matriarch of the family um and the main um trauma for abuela is that she, how it all started how it all started was that <laughs> She was displaced from her home and she also lost her husband during that journey, you know, of being displaced somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So she was left with triplets and mm-hmm. um, she lost her husband. So from there, um, um, some sort of magic evolved from that. And that magic was ke- what kept the house and the family together. You know, she mm. thought it was together. She, yeah, she mm. thought that that's what um, kept the family together. Anybody else want to add anything in regards to um, the trauma? Yes, it. Everything start always with pain. Mm, that's good. It's, so true. It's so crazy how this lady lived all her life in pain, and then I think the way that she try to heal herself is to devote all her entire life mm-hmm. to her kids grandkids and she would think like she's doing good because she has a stable house she's helping people mm-hmm. and then everyone depends on her and she wants to be this strong and doesn't show weakness mm. in front of people but at the end then i'm guessing at the end we Later on, we're going to talk about Bruno and how, but he plays a very good part here yeah. that, um, oh my God, mm. that, mm. that all she does is pretend and try to survive mm-hmm. instead of healing. Like one of the questions that I um, thought when I saw the movie was like, why she didn't remarry? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was young with three kids. Yeah. But because she devoted so much um, to her pain mm-hmm. and maybe she don't want to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. And now she focused everything on, on her kids. And that's another yeah, mistake yeah. too. We love our kids. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. So I love my kids. I will give my life for my kid, but we cannot forget who we are as a woman mm-hmm. or as a person and trying to be happy and try yeah. to make her, her, her life again. And we see here how, her sadness, she transferred to her kids and then to her exactly. kids. And then they're suffering. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? That's what I see on her. Yeah, she was trying to prevent pain to her um, grandkids and her kids. But in reality, she was bringing much more pain. You know what I mean? And we see that through each character in the movie. Um, so um, the next character that I want like to talk about, because I feel like it was like the popular song we don't talk about Bruno. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's important to talk about because um, in reality, he was like the one that was hidden. He was hiding himself because he, um, what was his power again? 
his he his sees prophecy, the future. See the future. He can see the future. He mm-hmm. like he can see what happens, and not a lot of people understood that type of power. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think he was a really key factor in the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. so. Uh, talking about like what the research that I did for Bruno, mm-hmm. basically he is automatically known as the black sheep of the family. Exactly. And mm-hmm. what was was labeled to him because he can see the future and because he did these prophecies and told people mm-hmm. what the future bestowed, he is technically the truth teller. And mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he was the truth teller, you know, they saw him as the black sheep. So Black sheep of family, truth teller often get labeled as the black sheep. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, like think of that family member or like think of someone, you know, or whatever, who like tells it like it is. And just, you know, how family members, they just don't want to hear they're the real. truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they, they're the ones that kind of like reject that one that's always speaking their mind or, yeah. you know, telling the truth, you know, mm-hmm. and so, telling the truth to the to the, to the abuela. To the abuela. Yeah. So it's like kind of like um attacking authority in the mm-hmm. household. Yes. So yeah. she feels she feels threatened. Mm-hmm. No, no, exactly. no, no. It's gonna go how I want it to be. Yeah. You stay quiet, you're not gonna affair family, and you're gonna keep hitting. And what he was yeah. doing, he was covering the walls of the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was getting destroyed from the inside. Yep. And this guy, I, I put that he might be even his late 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They didn't get married, have mm-hmm. no kids because someone told him you have to be quiet. Don't tell the truth. And mm-hmm. he devoted his life because he loved them because people think that you have to sacrifice yeah. everything to tell or show love. That's not mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's not real love. That's I don't know what it is, but that's not love. Because when you love someone, you want that person to be loved and yeah. to, you know, and then you see how he's in. And then one part of the movie, he has a little table and mm-hmm. he draw his his plate mm-hmm. right behind the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So he is so close, but so far. And sometimes yeah. family members yeah. are so close and so far. They're yeah. sitting on our table and they're in pain and mm-hmm. we don't say anything. Mm. Because we don't want to affect the rest of the people or the pueblito, you know, the people outside. That's so good. Instead of this grandma taking care of his, 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 um, her, her son, children, her son. Yeah. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. So Bruno also, sorry that I'm talking too long in this part, oh, but no. I think Bruno, no, no, it's good. Bruno, Bruno is the top. I think he's the top character in this movie. Yeah. I if agree. you listen to the song. At the end of the song, uh, the the second part when Dolore was singing like the yeah. little mm-hmm. rap area, mm-hmm. that there's a lady that says, he say my fish would die and the yeah. next day dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the one with the belly, he said, my God will grow. grow. And mm-hmm. Just like he said. said. And look at my hair. But if you see, but if you see fish die all the time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's not saying anything outside this exactly. world. Mm-hmm. And then he said, this guy in his 50, mm-hmm. grow a belly. How many men in the 50 have a belly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't see that this guy doesn't eat right. 
Mm-hmm. We don't see that this woman didn't feed correct the fish, and that's why the fish die. Exactly. And we see that the the light, the the law of life, we're gonna lose her hair. Mm-hmm. This this mm-hmm. priest, I think he was a priest, right? Yeah, yeah. That he loses hair. He loses hair. Mm-hmm. Those things are normal. Yeah. So he's trying to say, hey. It doesn't take uh, a wise man to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all can see it, but we want to yeah. pretend and we want to put pinpoints at everyone that's telling the truth mm-hmm. instead of looking inside of us mm-hmm. and say, hmm, let me stop eating that so I don't grow a belly. Exactly. But then we blame the person who say, hey, buddy, you yeah. too. Mm, so that's good. all that song, all the yeah. song is saying things that will happen mm-hmm. and we don't yeah. have to have Hey, Adivino, what, what's his name? How do you call him? The, the people that, a psyche or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 like a uh, psyche. Yeah, that sees that. And then it's like, people don't want to take responsibilities. Yeah. And and then this guy feeling guilty. It just, mm-hmm. can you imagine the pain of a person mm-hmm. that can see the truth and cannot yeah. say because he want to hurt your feeling? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I want to tell you the truth. It, it might hurt you. Yeah. But it's going to take time to heal. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, the house had to be destroyed completely to get built again without Mm -hmm. cracks. Just think Mm -hmm. about how the house represents our heart. I think Mm -hmm. it represents how we have to be broken. And that's when God comes in. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. he restores us. And Mm -hmm. then when he restores, we're going to have a healthy family. But I think Bruno is just the top guy. He is the top guy. You said it so, so well. You know, so um, the the burden of making our family proud. I think that that's one thing that the entire Madrigal family mm-hmm. they had the magical gifts. So each yeah each had that gift, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about um, Mirabel um, <laughs> later on. But basically, in every Latinx family and every Hispanic family, you want to make mm-hmm. your family proud. And I feel like yeah. with going to Bruno, I felt like with everything that he was doing and saying, he knew he wasn't making his family proud. So the question mm-hmm. was that we had, that Nisha gave me, he was like, was Bruno forced to hide? Or do you mm-hmm. think he hid? He hid. Because he wasn't making his family proud. I think mm. he hid. I think both. Yeah. I think he was forced. He he was forced to feel like he needed to hide. Yeah. He chose True. to hide, but he he was technically kind of forced to that because they didn't want to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think both. It's so sad. It's hard. He, it's so he, was, sad. he was behind the walls the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and they even, did they know? Did they know? They knew. No, I think the yeah, grandma. I don't knew. think they knew. The I grandma think, probably, but I don't think Dolores, Dolores, Dolores knew. She said it at the end. She goes, "I could always hear." That's him even more sad. <laughs> That's even more sad that they knew he that, he was behind the walls and they didn't they didn't want to talk to him because they were scared. Mm-hmm. It's, wow, it's so that's, crazy how right someone is telling the truth. Someone mm-hmm. is hearing because Dolores is the Dolores. girl that she's most at. Mm-hmm. That she hears everything, everything. right? Mm-hmm. That she hears everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what one of the questions in TikTok that say, yo, Dolores, I don't know if you guys saw Dolores hear everything and she couldn't tell Bruno was in the house. I saw a thing like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, she said it. She's like, I knew that he never left because I heard it every day at the end wow. of the song. 
And it's like, so you, you know. heard, <laughs> so you heard your uncle. Mind mm-hmm. you, Antonio never met Bruno. Yeah. And never talk about Bruno because he was in his brain saying, we don't talk about, talk Bruno. about Bruno. Yeah, he was we taught not talk to about talk Bruno. about him. Exactly. So you have your uncle suffering and mm-hmm. hear him and you couldn't say that's wrong. Yeah. And you couldn't yeah. tell your brother Antonio, hey, your uncle is not like that. Just because mm-hmm. they were scared, just yeah. because they were raised one way and 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 brainwash. That's mm-hmm. the word, brainwash to think this way and to live this way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. something that I wrote down is the song We Don't Talk About Bruno is basically implying sweeping under the rug. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like sweeping under the rug. Yeah. Like La Cosa like, aquí. You know, what, what did you say earlier when we were talking about? La cosa yeah, de yeah. la familia se quedan en la familia. La familia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Yeah. And that just goes to show you that communication is key. They didn't even want to talk about it. So like, nope. would you say, or why do you guys think communication is key in families? Like, why is communication important between families? Communication is everything. I mean um it's like the same way we need communication with god god knows mm-hmm. what we want and what we need mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but god still wants us to pray and ask him for stuff yeah so he make us kind of talk to him he must have a reason because we'll be like god you know my heart you know mm-hmm. my what i think and what i you know what i need but i feel communication brings healing mm-hmm. you know I know Ceci always told me, Nena, but cry, Nena, but talk about it. <laughs> but Nena, but yeah. But I, I I wasn't raised like that. I feel like that's one of the things. And then when I got Mia, that's a whole story, right? Yeah. Um, but I feel that communication, it doesn't only help with family, but with your spouse, mm-hmm. at your workplace, mm-hmm. a church, mm-hmm. a supermarket, whatever. It's part of our daily life. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's just part of, who we are as a human. I think yeah. it, 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 it's needed in all the areas of your life. Yeah. 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 You said I, it best. I can't even like add to that because like you need it, you need it in your relationship. How are you going to, mm-hmm. you and your husband, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just mm-hmm. sad how like Hispanic families, it's just, mm-hmm. there's a lack of communication. There's a yeah. lot, there's a Extremely. stigma there because mm-hmm. like, like I was always open with my parents. Like my parents were always kind of, we were always it was just the three of us, so it was like mm-hmm. it was kind of open with each other. But yeah, I know that there were things that just no one spoke about, no one talked about. You know, yeah, yeah. now, now I may now I ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I knew, like growing up, there were just certain things I just didn't ask because mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm pretty was, sure there are things now that you don't want to ask but you know they're there yeah because yeah. i feel the same way i have a million questions yeah but i just know maybe that i'm not gonna have i feel maybe they're gonna either lie or don't tell me the truth so yeah. sometimes people are like i'm not even gonna ask you know mm-hmm. they're saying like i don't even gonna ask mm-hmm. i don't even want to know yeah you know and i feel that's to avoid confrontation to avoid yeah. change yes. or responsibility of yeah. actions mm. That's so good. Because so even good. though the same way the grandma has responsibility, everyone under her 
has their own duty. Exactly. It, it, uh, mm-hmm. And for right. me, I just have a question for you, too, because you guys are both parents. How have you been able to allow open communication around like your children? Like, what have you done to show like Mia or Victoria that, hey, you can tell me anything or like, would you say like that's an important thing in you and your daughter's lives? I think. And how have you been able to do that? So I think recently, just recently, mm-hmm. like I was able to, Victoria's seven, by the way. So she's. Baby girl. Yeah. So she's, 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 she's ready. She's ready to hear this, these things because the thing is, if I'm not open with her and I don't mm-hmm. tell her certain things. Yeah. The world is going to tell her. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the world telling her. And I don't want her you know, seeing or wondering or thinking. So I ask her, I ask her a question. I, I ask her, do you have any questions? So. How's that me, one? How's that I one? know. So, talk, talk. so let me give you a couple examples. So um, unfortunately, last month, um, uh, the end of May, we had that Uvalde, Texas uh, school shooting that mm-hmm. was horrible. It was just horrendous. It was one of the mm-hmm. worst um school shootings and the history of school shootings um it involved elementary school kids where 19 19 children and and two teachers passed away mm-hmm. that marked my life the sandy hook yeah. one, which was earlier many yeah. years ago that marked my life but this one was very like this was very new and fresh you know this one was mm-hmm. fresh so i had to tell her i mm-hmm. had to tell her i had to tell her because I'm like, God forbid, mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Yes. All evil attack of the enemy over my daughter. But mm-hmm. I have to tell her if she's put in a position like that, I have to tell her what to do. You know, that's crazy. And, and you're I'm a teacher. Yes. You're a teacher. And I'm a teacher because like, I'm thinking of my kids, you know, we have, we have procedures put into place in, in mm-hmm. the classroom, but it's like, at some my, my daughter's not in my hands during school time so it's like I have to trust that the teacher does what she has to do to keep our children safe yeah but then I have to I have to give Victoria just some tips so that she can survive like mm-hmm. literally so survival skills yeah I literally told her and this is so sad but I literally told her I said Maki like God forbid anything were to go down, just like mm-hmm. play dead, play dead. I said, mm-hmm. I, as wow. I just so like sad. play and, and, and then she said, like, I was like, she was like, but what do I do? I was like, Maki. That actually makes, makes me tear up. Oh, God, God yeah, forbid. Like, I'm like, Maki. God forbid, man. Blood or something, grab it, put it and just play. Get on, get under somebody, or, you know, God forbid, you know, I literally had to say this to my seven-year-old. That's crazy. So that you have a safe baby. Yes. Yeah. Like insanity. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. these are things that obviously is unfortunately common in our Mm -hmm. generation. So my mom never had to have, my mom never had to have, never had to tell me this to do that, you know, because that wasn't normal back then. Yeah. You know? And then um just recently i had to have some conversations because like you know it's june so it's like pride month Mm 
um, for the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. been, you know, around, you know, seeing stuff on in the stores and, you know, seeing stuff, went to the library. And, yeah. Um, and just to say, we're not saying no. hate and we're not teaching hate. Absolutely not. FYI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah. Because... Yeah. Cause no, I am. God not, loves yeah. everyone. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we and have to tolerate everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's another topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm still talking about communication. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's what I'm. I'm not talking about anything other than that. And I'm yeah. not saying, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, reach out to me because I have a yeah. couple answers to correct what you think. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, what I wanted to say was that she saw a book. We were in the library actually today. Um, and it says um, Jason is, I think is Jason's wearing a dress or Jason's new dress. Mm. She started, she was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know? Oh man. I was, How, like, I was like, let's take a look real quick. You know, so I just showed her real yeah. quick, you know. And it was because this is Pride Month. They took out all those books, you know, children's books mm-hmm. that had like, you know, the two daddies, the two mommies, you know, whatever. Just to yeah. kind of like, you know, show that, you know, inclusion and in, 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 in the month of, of LBTG, LBGTQ plus month, right? So I had mm-hmm. to I had to have the conversation with her. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. These are conversations yeah. that you that right now, unfortunately, I didn't have those yeah. conversations growing up. I have, yeah. I have to do my part as a mom and tell Yeah, her for sure. And I, other people, like other parents, like that are like super strict with that, they would have like just pushed that aside and not even said anything. Exactly. So the fact that you like, you know, took it upon yourself to like actually talk about it, that that shows a lot. And that's that's important in like families, especially with the what what the world is going into. Putting like it's your just face. crazy. It's just, it just this world is crazy to be honest. It's not about even times. It's not even <laughs> about the community, but mm-hmm. it's about sexuality. <laughs> a seven-year-old why they have to talk about anything about sexuality exactly mm-hmm. each family mm-hmm. is going to teach your kid that the community and the school are not in charge of that mm-hmm. <laughs> they're in charge of math science and education mm-hmm. that's their thing mm-hmm. and you know the surprise from seven to nine seven seven-year-old to nine-year-old is the first time a kid have a first sexual encounter i'm not saying physically but i'm saying like a movie a picture a video or anything like that mm-hmm. and i told my husband i said at seven we're gonna have the sex talk to my daughter because mm-hmm. she's three and she knows all the functions of the body female and male mm-hmm. who's with who do not touch the mm-hmm. functions and mm-hmm. to tell what are the names and what when to tell when someone mm-hmm. is touching her inappropriate yes she's a three-year-old can you know since she's one year old i've been i've mm-hmm. been teaching her mm-hmm. so can you imagine me one year old ch- telling her no one should touch this only mama and papa mm-hmm. yeah and she's not even outside with different people mm-hmm. and i feel where that's where communication comes from because yeah. the first thing you know is your truth it's very hard for for someone to to take that away from you even though now that victoria is you know, bigger, you're going to mm-hmm. tell the truth. They're going to tell something, a yeah. lie in school, but in her back of her head, she's going to like, uh-uh, my mommy told me this. And it's always going to be yeah. sadly that bottle. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's communication again. And mm-hmm. it's not only uh, communicating with, with them, but it's also creating a space where they feel like they can talk to you. Yes. Or they can yes. like, communicate with you. So that's important too, I would say. Yes. It's hard. Look, let me, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. tell you right now, like being a parent in this <laughs> generation right now, it's like, crazy. It's not, it's, it's hard. Like I was, I was talking to my cousin yesterday and her her daughter and my daughter are close in age and and we were just like mm-hmm. what are we gonna do like we were talking about our experiences you know and and how our families really didn't talk about such things and yeah you know things were left under the rug in terms of like you know sexual assault or mm-hmm. you know molestation and all that stuff and like it's like now we can't we can't let that continue yeah as parents like being a parent right now is hard is hard mm-hmm. it's very now, hard it's extremely hard you don't communicate and you don't tell your child and you don't teach them these things at a very early age the world is going to teach them yeah and that's what's scary yeah. you know what happened to my daughter i have to say she's a very good girl i cannot complain about her but she got her time you know her mm-hmm. days. um she was pissed as hell i don't even know a couple of days back and she didn't want to take a shower, right? She was pissed. She was screaming. And then my husband put her in time. And she's like, uh-uh, you're not going to scream like this here. Mm-hmm. And the way that we raise her is like, I always explain to her why I'm doing things. Mm-hmm. When That's I was good. little, when mm-hmm. I was little, no, you do this because I say so. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the dad or I'm the mom. But I always tell her, no, you're in timeout because this and this and this and this. And then when we finish the timeout, I'll be like, you were here. And I asked her, I said, why mommy and papi put you here? And she would tell me. Mm-hmm. And then this at this time, um, she was, you know, screaming, crying. And I sit and I went down to her level, communication again. Mm-hmm. And I said, are you angry? She's like, yes. Why are you angry? And she would tell me, you know, things. And she was happy. She made out with, I mean, she, she made the, the, the passes with her dad. They mm-hmm. took a shower, party and whatever. And then she called me and she's like, mama, I'm happy now. Yeah. Come, let me tell you why I was in timeout. So I had to sit down and she would tell me, Papa, I did this because, and then daddy did this and this and this. And I know there, that's a confirmation that she's telling me. So yeah. when she grows up, she can be like, mommy, I feel sad or I feel angry. Because mm. it's not bad to feel angry. Mm-hmm. It's not bad mm-hmm. to feel um, sad. It's just how we manage that. Yeah. Again, yeah. communication, even with our feelings. It's so important. That's my goal always, to recognize your feeling and not minimize your feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Continue. Yeah. That's so good. So, so good. And we kind of saw um, how open communication with Luisa. She was mm-hmm. like the strong one, right? Mm-hmm. She um she had Deep. so much strength and they they all saw her as a strong one that mm-hmm. she can never n- not be weak, etc. And then it comes to a point where she can she, she, yeah. She's can no say, strong no more. She's, she's not strong anymore. anymore. And and yeah. you know, it just goes to show like sometimes being the the strong one or like uh, or the expectation of being the strong one, um, it could, it could be a burden. You know what I mean? It could be a burden. It can lead to, um, and, and I feel like for her, I feel like her, she was not able to say that she, 
she didn't like the pressure or like, you know what I mean? Pressure, well, how she like, feels. You know, like, you know yeah. how she feels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm always having to be the strong one. Exactly. You know what I mean? And sometimes for me, like, I sometimes feel like I always have to be the strong one. Like, I always oh, I always have to be okay, you know? Mm-hmm. I always have to show that I'm okay. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you know, it's okay to not be okay. So mm-hmm. I would say I relate to Luisa and I relate to... um is it Isabella, the perfect one? Yeah. That she uh-huh. always tries to be Isabella. Yeah. What about you guys? Who do you guys relate to the most? L- let me add to Luisa's story. Yes, yeah. yes. I want to add that. Because, I want to add yeah, to it too. Add, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Luisa, Luisa is a perfect explanation of you have to be strong, don't be weak. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. In Hispanic culture, women are stronger than men, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we can oh, handle. She said it. She said it. <laughs> we can take because sad. We're raised like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see the song and the the actual movie, again, spoiler alert. Um, you see how she's carrying everything, mm-hmm. and how everything. she says, and how she says to Mirabel, "Give it to your sister. Your sister's stronger." Give it to your sister. I can handle it. Like, that's my job. Like, mm-hmm. why are you even worried? This is what I was born for. Like, yes. I'm strong. I supposed to. Because that was so brainwashed. It on was imprinted her. in her mind. So mm-hmm. bad that in one part, she's like flying with the donkeys. Yeah. And you see her so free. Yeah. And you can see that all she wanted it yeah. <laughs> was to be light. You know, yes. to have so much burning. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then, um, and you see at the end, even though she's telling her sister, hey, I'm feeling this. It's like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And then in one, in one part of the song, she says, like, Hercules will not fight. Like, how can Hercules, the strong guy, will say, yeah. I will not fight this. Like, Ooh, yeah. I, like Hercules supposed to fight because mm-hmm. he's a strong man. Exactly. So she's putting herself in a place yeah. of someone else that is not even her. And she's yeah. taking that burden. And then at yeah. the end, when she's losing her power, she's yeah. like telling her, her grandma, you know, I was talking about my feelings and she yeah. felt weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane how, and then Mirabel, and then how they hug at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see her like, <sighs> like, yeah, a relief. A relief. And, then she, mm-hmm. and then she said, but don't tell anyone yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. go ahead you were so, nervous no it's i mean you said it perfectly she was the <laughs> she was the strong one but she was also sentimental as well mm-hmm. um she doesn't show any emotion until she starts losing her powers and mm-hmm. she she sees her her emotions as her weakness and that's and then even at the end when things started to look up she was kind of like i don't know why i'm crying like i'm still crying like there's a part where her <laughs> yeah. and Isabel and Isabel Isabella were like together they were fixing something at the very end and she's like I'm just mm-hmm. crying like like I think she finally like understood that it was okay to be strong and to also have emotions and to be sensitive yeah. at the same time and like I feel like I I don't know if I resonate with Luisa but I know uh-huh. I know like I have like my mom you know like she's like she's the Luisa of her family um yeah and, my aunt too. And, and not too long ago um my mom showed me a text and if your mom mom if you're listening hi um but uh she showed me a text of uh of her little brother um, which is my uncle mm-hmm. 
And he was like, well, I was just watching, you know, Encanto. And every time I hear the song, Luisa's song, I think of you. You know what I mean? And it's like the little brother telling my mom, like, you're the Luisa of the family, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely see Luisa and my mom for sure. Strong Mm -hmm. one, keeping everything together, you know, and all of that. But yeah. And they and they also praise the strength, but they don't praise the weakness. They don't praise Mm. the weakness. Mm. That's why she don't want to show emotions because she was not going to be praised or the approval or the abuela. Mm -hmm. (gasps) So she's trying to. She don't even want to be strong. She doesn't want to be strong. She just because she was born with this. This Yeah, like she had to be strong. She Mm -hmm. had to use it. You have to to use it. Mm -hmm. It's so yeah. crazy. It's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. Good. It's honestly <laughs> so, so good. So let's let's like let's review because we've already talked about we talked about abuela. We talk about um Julieta. Mm-hmm. Julieta, we mm-hmm. we just mentioned how she's the nurturer. Mm-hmm. Um, she can heal people with her food. Um Pepa, uh, temperamental and dramatic. Family always wanting Pepa to hide her feelings and you know mm-hmm. what the weather so if she's if she doesn't conceal her her emotions she's gonna cause chaos chaos isn't mm. that crazy isn't all that of them kind of dealt with that it's kind of crazy and then we talked about bruno because julieta pepa and bruno are the are the triplets mm-hmm. um and then we go to the kids we started with luisa but now let's talk about isabella who mm-hmm. basically is the perfect the perfect the golden the golden child the golden child <laughs> yeah so the golden child so she like had the hair this elegance she can make flowers beauty beautiful has everything going for her and then at the end you know we realized that she didn't she didn't want this life you know what i mean mm-hmm. She didn't want this life. So um, does anybody else have anything to say about Isabella? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I think she just, she had so much pressure on feeling like she had to be perfect. Be perfect. And then I don't know if you remember in the movie, like she actually created like cactus, like a cactus. all of a sudden. Yeah, when she was talking cactus? to Mirabelle, yeah. Yeah, and that made her like happy. Like the fact that she can like create something imperfect because she all, she only thought she could create perfection. Like, perfect flowers and when she created that one imperfect what what, was she considered imperfect because it was like a cactus it was something that she's never done before she was happy and it just goes to show that like when you when you don't have that pressure anymore I feel like it's you you're able to like do things that you that you'd never imagine that you can do you know what I mean like she never imagined she can create like a cactus because she never did that before and that and I, I I I like relate to that because like when I stop putting so much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. I can do, and when you stop allowing the world put so much pressure on you, because sometimes like the world puts pressure on us and yes. without, you know, like social media and comparison and all that stuff, when we stop and just uh, take that noise out, mm-hmm. we can do so much. We can do the impossible if we just allow ourselves to, you know what I mean? Yes. So I definitely related to um, Isabella for sure. I related to all of them, to be honest. There's like, so, I can yeah. see myself in all yeah. of them. My daughter loves Isabella because of mm-hmm. her hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, yeah. The, the, the sad part is, I told my husband too, I said, she almost married a man 
that she did not love. Did not love. So she was going to sacrifice. Oh my God, just think about it. Mm-hmm. And her grandma didn't even ask her, do you mm-hmm. love this guy? Mm-hmm. Do you even want to be married? Mm-hmm. Do you even want to have kids? And she said, it's just like, you don't know what it is to wake up and trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for the family. And that's yeah. what the, because she let anger came out. That's when yeah. the cactus mm-hmm. came out, you know? And then Mirabel is like, wait, I thought you had the perfect life. Exactly. So Mirabel mm-hmm. is finding out little by little. Mm-hmm. Yo, I think all these people are crazy. I'm not the crazy one. And yeah. she always thought she was the one crazy because mm-hmm. she didn't have no powers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So to, to continue down the road to Mirabel, yeah. Mirabel, who's the next one, she was almost heading down the same road as Bruno because mm-hmm. instantly she was an instant burden in her abuela's eyes because she did mm-hmm. not have a gift. Because her mm-hmm. abuela was feeling some type of way with mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. you know, since she didn't have a gift at all. So she mm-hmm. was almost on the same road to mm-hmm. Bruno, to being the black yeah. sheep, you know, in a different mm-hmm. way. And I feel yeah. like with Mirabel, she compared herself so much mm-hmm. um, to her sister and mm-hmm. to her other family members that she, as as they started to kind of like show their their the real person imperfections. yeah mm-hmm. that's when she was like whoa like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean these people aren't as yes. you know perfect or uh-huh. together as as you know yeah as they portray themselves to be mm-hmm. so to be honest i think that's important though like i think it's important to show the flaws to like to around to people like even with to family because then it creates like okay I'm not alone like they're going through their issues and she's going through her issues and I know that like I'm not alone because sometimes mm-hmm. when nobody says anything and everybody's just showing their good side and nobody's yeah. saying nothing it's like the worst because you feel like you're the only one like dealing with your own emotions or feeling like unqualified but no like it's a, I, I I'm glad that it all came to the light to be honest yeah. because yeah. It created like, oh, oh, wow, I'm not alone. Like, they're crazy too, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I agree. I, I feel that not every Hispanic people, there's always going to be the doctor and the and the money uh, between the cousins. And there's yeah. always one that is going to, uh, and the other, you know, it's like a different role. And we always criticize our own family. This is that yeah. part. And then Maribel, eh, Mirabel, sorry, Mirabel, she didn't know her superpower is the ambition of finding the truth. Yes. Because everyone else was so focused on showing what they need to do and, 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 and expose themselves how they're supposed to. She's like, no, I'm going to find out the truth about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was willing to uh, uh, confront whoever she needs to mm-hmm. confront or to find out the ugly or the pretty truth. She did mm-hmm. not care. And she did it. And, and I remember she did it. She decided because she heard her abuela cry and did a prayer. Mm. She's like, like, the magic is, is, she knew the magic was going away. Mm-hmm. It was disappearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mirabel heard that. And she said, I'm, I'm going to save the family. Mm-hmm. By saving the family, you have to find out the truth. 
how we save our families is to find out the truth. It doesn't matter how deep we have to go, how dirty mm -hmm. our hands have to get, make people speak, and how can uh, destroy the house, you know, uh, yeah. not mm -hmm. actually, but... Oh, yeah, figuratively. And how they have to start from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was her gift. Ambition for truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Superpower mm -hmm. for her. Yeah, and the gift was inside her all along. She didn't all need. Along. She didn't need like a a label. She didn't mm -hmm. need a yeah. label. A door. Yeah. She didn't yeah. need a door. She didn't need a door. Mm -hmm. She didn't need you know that label. She she had the gift already inside of her. She already had the miracle inside of her. So I think that's like the greatest part of the movie that mm -hmm. now you know we look at our families, our dysfunctional families, and mm -hmm. you know we might not understand the trauma, the generational curse, the, you know, yeah. um, but we have the gift inside of us that Jesus, you know, with Jesus, we can, we can heal. We can, we can heal our families. We can stop that generational trauma, that generational curse from going on to our families, our children and our future generations. And I think that's what is so important and something that we can apply to our lives, you know, regardless yeah of the type of families that we have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, mm -hmm. obviously we have like Dolores who hears everything, Camilo who's the shapeshifter and Antonio who speaks to animals. But I feel like with the the main, the older crowd, the older family, I feel like mm -hmm. they they definitely show, um, like they definitely show these different personalities that, yeah. that we can relate to in one way or another. Yeah. Um, so... Pamela, what character do you identify yourself with in the movie? Um, um, I think it's like Nisha said before, um, I have to, it's like everything of a little bit, like every mm -hmm. character. A little bit from every character. Yes. Yeah. But I feel sometimes like Luisa. Um you know, the tough one, the tough girl, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I feel like I can more relate because I'm not, I don't think I'm perfect or anything like that. Like it's something yeah. like that. I don't, yeah. I don't feel like I always have to prove something, Yeah. but Luisa always have to carry the heavy yeah. just to, yeah. I just think I, I can really see you be the one that randomly cries because you don't cry, but when you like, yeah. like randomly cry and like how she did that in the movie was yeah. funny. Like, mm, yeah, sometimes. Bye -bye. <laughs> yes. Why am I crying? <laughs> After so Mia for sure. Before <laughs> but I think yeah. I relate more to Lisa for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. Yes. What about you, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I think can you see a little bit of like just a tinsy winty like I can see myself a little bit in like in Luisa a little bit and then I feel like more Mirabel Mirabel yeah you know because she's different and she's trying to like heal, Mirabel too. she's trying to like heal her family and you know save her family I feel like I would probably fall within that like I'm always trying to like mm -hmm. family together or trying to heal or trying to like find mm -hmm. what is it I don't know it's it's yeah. hard I, think that's you. I can see I think that it, for sure. yeah me too yeah I I see I guess Mirabel for sure but yeah. um you so know who we, we don't talk uh -huh. about the dads 
the dad, the dad of um, of, the kids. Um, of uh, Dolores, Camilo, and Antonio. Felix? There's, there's Felix. one called Felix. Felix. He's the uh, Pepa's husband. He's Pepa's husband. And then what's... um <sighs> Mirabel's dad. Mirabel's dad. I think this but he's like... always in the side. Like, he don't... Yes! Yeah. Yes! That's my point. Like, that's your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to go under abuela. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. That's your wife. Those are your kids. They should be run by you. Exactly. Run by grandma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how um, Felix is like the funny guy. Oh, he's trying to play cool. Yeah. You know, all the mm-hmm. achievement. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the other one is like trying to like, Mirabel, you're perfect. It doesn't matter. You have a gift. And then almost at the end of the movie, when Abuela like, no, find her because it's her fault. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, no, I, I was, you know, I was protecting my daughter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. almost. And then it's so sad that sometimes we have to wait for our kids to be big and mm-hmm. realize I have to defend them. And yeah. then you put them through all this pressure and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But finally he wake up. He was like, no, I was thinking about my daughter instead yeah. of the house and the gift. Yeah, yeah. So that's another little detail. That is yeah. another detail. It's good. So we've gone through yeah. pretty much all the characters of Encanto. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of dissected them in a very great way. So um, our, I guess our last question would be, um, as we finalize this episode, mm-hmm. what, like, how can we as a family and as mothers and a future mom, you know, for Nisha, how can we prevent these generational trauma from passing on to our children and the future generations? Go ahead, Nish. <laughs> Why you no, you go start. ahead. No, you start, you start. Um, I think the first thing we have to do is recognize where we come from. Mm-hmm. And we have to make our mindset that we are not who people say we are. Mm-hmm. And we cannot let either our past or hurt or trauma or drama affects us. It will affect us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just have to recognize how and 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 when where it's coming from um and try to avoid that because yes, I'm a mom and I you know, I went through stuff and I suffer and hurt and I know the after effect that it does. Yeah. And because we love our kids so much, we want the best for them. Mm-hmm. So what I do is when I see myself doing things that I, that I might learn mm-hmm. from the home and, and, mm-hmm. and react certain way, catch yourself Yeah, and, and go back mm-hmm. and realize Something that I learned with my daughter and something that I learned for Javier the first time I heard Javier apologize to Mia mm-hmm. and he did something wrong. I was like, yeah, you're the dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not supposed to apologize in my mind, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, because it's true. Like, I didn't see that. So when I saw that and I saw how good he was, and he reacted, how good Mia reacted. I started trying it. And now when I do something or I react, uh, I don't know, maybe I raise my voice. Yes. Or I 
you know, did something that might hurt her and I know I did wrong, I apologize. It doesn't yes. matter if she's two or three. Mm-hmm. I apologize because when she grows up and she's doing it and she's doing it now, she's like, hey, mama, perdón. Hey, mommy, perdón. I don't even have to tell her to say sorry. She's already saying it. Yeah. Why? Because she's learning it from us. Exactly. Yeah. She's I, learning from us. I'm going through the same thing with you because, you know, apologizing, they see you differently. You know, they know that parents make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm tough. I'm a tough, I'm a tough lover. Girl. Yeah. I have <laughs> a lot of tough love for my daughter and I feel like, you know, there's moments where I could be a little hard on her, you know, and, and obviously, thankfully with my discern, with the discernment that God has given me, like I can, I can like, man, I, I was a little too hard on her. You know what I mean? So I'll, I'll, I'll say it. And I'm like, Maki, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I was too hard on you. And she's like, it's okay, mm-hmm. mommy. You know, but then she sees that when I get really upset with her, she'll come along and she'll be like, I'm sorry, mom. You know, she'll apologize to me, you know? Yeah. So to bounce off what you're saying, I think that's, that's, that's a great start, you know? to have yeah. that communication and as parents like when you're in the wrong um just apologize and they'll see you differently that way I that- feel that so, I'm sorry no, no, no. um I feel that people Hispanic people think that we will lose respect respect mm-hmm. you earn respect yeah yeah you earn trust and it's a mentality that oh my god everyone has to switch Mm -hmm. just because you're in that position just because abuela was abuela Mm -hmm. i will respect you yeah but i will not let you either talk down to me or or tell me what to do in a sense Mm -hmm. of course if you're a child obviously but we know you know what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. it's like it's okay to say sorry and you will not lose control of your kids. You yeah. will not lose control over your grandkids. Totally the opposite. Yeah. They will respect you more exactly. because you're human and they can be yeah. like, oh my gosh, she makes mistakes. I made mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. What is it? Um, forgiveness and say, I'm sorry. It's not a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. You know how courage how much courage you have to take for you to say, damn, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of courage. Yeah. And people again, see it as a weakness. Mm-hmm. Let's just learn and make it a habit and say, I'm sorry. And don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. keep doing it yeah. crazy and keep saying sorry. I agree. You know, you learn, you say sorry and you improve. Mm-hmm. That's how people change. Exactly. And we want to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's so good. So what good. do you think, Niche? Because I know, I'd, you know. I would say, um, so I'm not a mother yet, <laughs> um, but I've, I've learned so much from you girls. Like, honestly, I can say, like, just being around you girls, you know, you guys are wonderful mothers. And I, I, I'm going to take what you guys um, have said in this podcast to in my life, you know what I mean? But I would say when I become a mother, um, I would say making sure that God is the foundation of our home. You know what I mean? Like, besides open communication, creating a space where they can communicate as well, not just communicating with them, but creating that space and just love, you know, just 
constant love, you know, in the, yes. in the home. So um, just making sure like they know that, I, you know, I love them, you know. So I would say that and just everything that you guys said for sure. So good. So good. Well, that's it, girls. Yeah, that's we it. did it. I'm so happy. Yeah. Now Come you have on. to sing. We don't talk about programs. I know, right? <laughs> I know, we do. Oh, so Camilla, we wanted welcome. to thank you so much for joining oh, us welcome. on an episode thank of you. Benevolence. Yes. It was great having you back. Um, and, you know, talking, we'll talk more. We'll talk more about, you know, we can, I love this. I love, I, I love like having this. Pamela on. Yeah, I love I love, it. obviously, I love Pamela um, having her on. But I like dissecting movies. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think we have something going here. Yeah, we can do so that again. Maybe like it. next season we can find another movie and kind of like talk about it because yeah. I like yeah. it. I like what it is it? Um, Disney is coming out with crazy movies. Yeah. More realistic and more yeah. Yeah. happy ending. Yes, kind happy endings mm-hmm. and with like messages that I yeah. like a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. Anyways, thank you again, Pamela. Thank yeah. you, Pamela. We love you, girls, so much. Thank you for your thank you for your wisdom and yes. for your openness in this podcast. Oh my god, it was my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we finalize this episode of Benevolence, we just want to remind you that you will always have a seat at yes. the table. You are loved, you are chosen, and you have a purpose. Yes, so thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast for more fun posts and videos. Benevolence Podcast is available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for next Monday's episode of Benevolence. You don't want to miss it. Bye! Bye.